0: That L Word podcast. Do you need the leadership work? Can't you the love? A podcast about leadership and everything that people are afraid to say out loud. Do <laughs> you love yourself? Because if you ain't leading yourself, how can you lead a multi-million dollar corporation? It
1: is going to be interesting because when we decided we were going to talk about this, both of us literally said, I don't know what we're going to say, but that's the beauty of, of it is we're just going to let it go.
0: There, I mean, because... <clears throat> There are a lot of things that we can. That we can talk we can talk about stocks and bonds right now. We can talk about Tires on cars. People are already
1: falling asleep.
0: Right? Yeah, but no, we can talk about anything. And we we can build like, just like most people, you think you can talk or have a conversation about anything. But when is the last time that you actually had a talk of, that you talked about? it? Are you able to, to go into depth of, or regarding a subject like this? We talk about ego all the time. All that's the what, time. That's what we're going to talk about today. And one would think that since we talk about it and bring it up in damn near every episode, it would be easy to talk to. But when is the last time I just focused on ego in general? It's not yeah. something I do in coaching. It right. comes up, but I don't just like, this is ego. That's that's yeah. that's, that's that's tear it apart. It usually
1: comes <laughs> up as an aside, like, okay, yes. that's your ego speaking. Or or what's telling you that? And they'll say, Well, it's probably my ego. Okay.
0: And then you move on. You move on, because you both there's a there's a, like this mutual understanding of what ego is. Yeah. But does anybody really understand what ego is? So hence why Jody is pulled up. I've,
1: I've I've got the trusty Google machine here. So I'm going to start off. We're going to start off by reading. I'm going to read ego uh, as a noun. It's a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. And then they have a psychoanalysis definition. Mm. The part of the mind that mediates between the conscious and the unconscious and is responsible for reality testing, which is an emotional intelligence thing, And a sense of personal identity and then philosophy in the metaphysics, which is in and of itself is a word too big for me to understand. (laughs) It's a conscious thinking subject, meaning I think a person or, well, I guess you could say like a subject could be anything with a pulse, right? Maybe. I don't know. That's probably too deep for
0: That's a deep one. Because it. Yeah, I'm not going go there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going go there. So when you think of ego, Morgan, what what pops to mind for you? It's,
0: it's never positive. It's literally never when I bring up the word ego, it's saying that I want something for the sake of wanting it. Right? Or I think I deserve something for the sake of just having it. Like there is it's it's like um worldly possessions type thing. Like it's not a, it's not a um, ego brings no value internally to me.
1: And as I scrolled down, right, there was a question, you know how then the questions on the Google machine, uh, after the definition, it'll say, one of them said, is ego the same as pride? So I clicked it. The key difference between ego and pride is that ego is a sense of self-importance which can lead to arrogance, whereas pride is a sense of satisfaction. The words ego and pride are so close in meaning and so interrelated that sometimes it becomes difficult to differentiate between the two.
0: Because you, you can say oh, he's prideful, and that could be a negative that's right. sense of or the same thing. as
1: when you say I'm proud, of, I'm proud of you, that's a sense of satisfaction. Right. Or I'm proud of myself. Or have pride in what I did. How often do we say that person takes great pride in their work?
0: So that's, that's a positive. That's a positive thing.
1: Right. Right. Whereas the ego, I think it's got this.
0: I've I've never heard it used in a positive way.
1: Me either. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> ego is is is, is well, if we would go back to we were talking about Star Wars last a little bit last time.
0: Yeah. I'm with ego. Ego
1: is Darth Vader. It's always seems to be like that <sighs> kind of like negative. Deep breathing yeah. villain, whereas maybe Pride could be Luke Skywalker, where it's mostly good, but it could be bad in certain ways.
0: Yeah, that's hoping that everybody that's listening to these episodes of these podcasts have watched Star Wars so they know what the hell we're talking Well, I talking
1: think about. most people at least understand there's the negative, the villain, correct. and there's correct.
0: the inside. Yeah, correct. I, ego is the villain. Every time I bring it up with a client, it's... I think that's your ego speaking, right? I, you know, I, the ego forces us to see the world for what we have and what we don't have, right? I think it's it's that it's the it's the, the word that it's like, oh, I want to be a better athlete, but if we if if it's ego talking, it's like I want to be just like them.
1: And I was just writing I mean? down. I think <laughs> ego is comprised of comparison mindset, jealousy, jealousy, victimhood. Mm scarcity, striving, all of those things that generally put us in the frame of mind or in the feeling that we're oh, inadequate. Self-doubt.
0: Yeah. That could be one of them too. You self-doubt know. can be one of those as well. Cause we're not, you're not do, like the ego is like, you're not doing it for it to almost most of you, you think you're doing it for, you think you're doing it to bring yourself value, but you're trying to, I would say if I'm looking at ego in my own point of view, you're trying to fit in with something. People uh, statistics, society, environment, you know, whatever it may be, like that's what ego does for you. Um it's like oh, he's he's ego driven. It's like he 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 wants to do what everybody else thinks he should be doing. Or you see something and say, "Ooh, you know, the ego, the negative side is like, "Oh, I want to drive that car." Really there's no need for you to buy that car. There's no benefit to you buy that car. So, "Oh, I like that car, but are you buying it because you really like it? Or are you buying it because you see somebody else having fun with it and you want that? You are you think you going to have the same feeling that they have about you it. You want to be
1: seen in that car. Not you don't want to drive the car, you want to be seen in the car. My ego.
0: I was it was this was 2006. And I was single, and I'm living in California, and I was always around – I rode motorcycles. And a lot of the – and the reason I rode motorcycles is because, one, I grew up riding riding motorcycles. And I I worked at a motorcycle dealership called Fun Bike Center. So we met a lot of people that would come through there riding motorcycles. And usually people spend the money on what you would call – recreational, fun stuff, not, not, not needs to have, but, like, wants, yeah. um, you're either really broke and you're trying to fit in <laughs> or you have a lot of money and you just want to spend it. Right. And so we, in Cali, you, you do meet people with a lot of money. So I would meet gentlemen. gentleman. Uh, I think he has since passed away, an older guy, and he, he, would, he would go ride with him. And every time we saw him, he had a different bike. Every time. You know, and I think he was a lawyer or something, so he had the money to buy it. And mm-hmm. I'm this young kid in my early 30s, and or tw- in late 20s—I tw- don't know—that's a long time ago. Uh I was somewhere, and we used to go over his house after we ride, and he would have like this wall full of motorcycle helmets, this wall full of motorcycle suits, this garage full of motorcycles. Right, and I seen how everybody else was like, "Wow!" Because I was one of them. Like, "Oh my God, what do you do?" And like, and so every time I had a chance, I had a second job, so I had a lot of money. I got a bonus that year. I would buy a motorcycle. I'd buy another motorcycle, and I'd buy another motorcycle. And I ended up with nine motorcycles as a single guy. And I, This is one of the things I still beat myself up investment wise. Yeah, because it was the wrong thing to invest in. Because I have I have one of them still. Um, And I look back at it and say, why did I do it? That I think it was was ego-driven. I wanted people to say, ooh, ah, over me, what I have? And I got that. But nobody was helping me pay some of the the bicycle payments. Nobody helped me change the oil in nine motorcycles. All of them needed tires. All of them needed premium gas, right? I couldn't ride all of them at once. Then I had to have insurance on each and last one of them. And my ego... What do they say? My my ego wrote a check my ass couldn't cash. cash
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> right? Cause I was like, I can't sustain this. I remember buying a case of oil, a case of um oil filters, putting gas in them, getting them shipped, you know, I need I had to have a truck or I couldn't get them anywhere. Yeah. It was just so many, and I'm like, I look back at that, I was like, who the hell was I trying to impress? And when I think about it, when you, when I when I let my ego drive the bus and I'll oh, try to make myself feel good by by having stuff, what did I accomplish? Because only for a moment, where they were like, "Ooh and ah," and now what do I have to show for it? Like it was my ego put me in a place financially that it taught me something, but. I struggled during that time a little bit.
1: So it was hollow is what it sounds like to me.
0: Very hollow.
1: How often do we see that nowadays, Morgan, where, and you've used a great example with the motorcycles, but we encounter people all the time that are putting up this false, this facade. Mm -hmm. This look at me, look at how great everything is, because that's what they want everybody to believe, because that's what fills them with that sense of self-satisfaction when the reality is it's not true and it's ego driving that look at me look at me look at me i think that's that's ego in a nutshell is look at me
0: what i what i have accomplished but the the this is i don't know if i read this in a book somewhere or i don't know if i'm even saying it correctly but as long as you're doing what everyone else thinks you should do you're never going to be totally fulfilled mm. it's not it's because it's not your thing and so you you're always going to be left wanting
1: what i think th- to a point though let's let's Use your example. So you started off with these motorcycles. So you get the first one and then you get the second one. Okay, maybe you can justify that. One's a cruiser, you know, one's a one's a race bike. They were right? all the same. Okay, well, but I'm just saying for this example.
0: <laughs> That's what makes it even dumber.
1: But at one at what point do people catch themselves and then ask, Okay, why am I doing this?
0: Well, Does well that requires self awareness Some people don't no, ever catch themselves. They in their forties and their fifties and their sixties still trying to but they call it uh, um, keeping up with the Joneses. Right. Right, and that don't do you any good. But I think the people, for me, and I think the people that actually catch themselves realize that those things, those material things, those accolades, those, oh, that's a great job, are, like you said, hollow, empty. And so you're always, for me, it was like one day I realized that I was, in, I was in a hamster wheel, and I was just going in, I wasn't going anywhere. I was just creating these moments that would happen every now and then that I didn't control, that I thought I did, illusion of me thinking because it was based off what other people felt about me, right? And it was a moment I realized, I was like, do I always have to be caught up in the, the last thing I did? Because you because okay, I got nine motorcycles. Okay, what's next?
1: Right? OK, now what? Yeah, maybe yeah, I buy an airplane. Maybe yeah, a boat. you know
0: what I mean. And then, that's what people do. They keep. I've, I've literally yeah. seen people do it, and it's like, if you look at it, most of the time it's if you if, if you look at it honestly, you can say, oh, well, he might like riding boats, and he might like doing this. Okay, well, we'll take the boat out and just go hang out by yourself. Don't tell nobody about it. It's a test. Mm-hmm. Don't tell nobody about the thing that you're doing. Don't, don't mention it to nobody. Don't post a picture about it. Just you do it. How many people can do that? Right. Because <laughs> that's the only reason I was doing it. I wanted to drive up something different. I, I took pictures of them all together. I would line them up in front of my garage. and.
1: Yeah, it's very much, it's a show.
0: Yeah, it was literally a show, man. Ego is a show. That's a good one. The Show of Ego. The
1: Show of Ego. There you go. There's the episode (laughs) title, ladies and gentlemen. 13 minutes and seven (laughs) seconds. The Show of Ego. So if we were to shift gears with this for our listeners and put it in a leadership context, what is the leadership equivalent of buying nine motorcycles? Where does ego factor into leaders or even team members, right, but in a professional setting? When I – yeah.
0: Degrees is
1: do, I, exactly. I was thinking. I was thinking <laughs> striving. This is where the striving piece comes in. Yes,
0: yeah, same. Yeah. So
1: it's degrees. It's certifications. It's the badge of honor that I was the first one here and the last one out.
0: Ribbons well, and military. military. It's definitely ribbons. Ribbons,
1: accolades.
0: But, oh, that one. I like that one. Yeah. Uh, i I'm. A, I'm always here before everybody else. I'm always the last one out the door. So. Did you accomplish anything? Well,
1: and it's funny because and why you got
0: to stay there longer to do the job that you should have been able to do? Why you were there? I've
1: literally said that to Morgan. I've said that to people. Like, are you are you here longer because you're less efficient during the day?
0: Mm, they ain't ready for that one. Or, or, it's right. <laughs> they ain't ready for that one.
1: And and some of these people are the ones that will talk for three hours out of the day. If you were to add it all up, and so they do have to stay later because they've just not got all their work done. I've met people that are literally waiting by the window until the boss leaves. I think I've shared this on air before. I had somebody once when I took a new job, a new position, I was taking over for the person. They took me to the window and said, that's where, you know, the leader parks. And I remember looking at them saying, uh, okay. okay. <laughs> and I gave him that look like, I didn't say, why are you telling me this? But I gave him the look that said, okay, why are you telling me this? And... And he looked back at me and he said, you know, so you don't leave before he does. And I was like, bro, if I'm done with my work, I'm Come going out. home. <laughs> I'm not going to sit in my office and stare out the window.
0: Oh, I had bosses like that. I had, but it, I had bosses like that would make us stay because oh, if he's here, we're here. But we're not doing nothing.
1: See, and that's the illusion. And that's the point <laughs> that I'm not, bringing up. Yeah.
0: like if, we, if you could create something for me to do, I think that may, And obviously, everybody's jobs are differently, like, sure, right? you sure. got to work a certain amount of hours to get paid. Uh, but there's jobs that are salary-based. Or for the sake of doing nothing, just to say you've done something, have the illusion that you've done something. To me, that's a self-esteem a, issue. A, hell yes.
1: If I'm attaching how long I've been here to how well I'm performing, something's wrong.
0: Cause as the ego is telling him, it has to look a certain way for them to matter.
1: Back to the show. It's the yep. show that I'm here later <clears> than <throat> you, boss. It's the show that I'm the first one here, regardless of what it, it, the output is.
0: The, you know the problem I got. Oh hold, on. I just got upset. Like hold on, let me I better put it back in. I let anybody go off. Like the problem I have with. Shoot, I'm, let me sit up. The problem I have with that is. Then it becomes culture. Yep. And it it literally, it fucks over everybody else. And so you look at me like I have people email. I can't. I read emails all the time. But I'm not going to sit here and you send me 200 emails and sit here all day. Well, you got to answer these emails. You got to do this. No, I don't. Right? If one, if it's important, they can call me. Two, we, we can contact you. They can come see me. But if I spend, I had to be honest with you, if I spend my whole day focusing on what you think I should be doing to show people that I'm busy, right? And when I tell you, you know, I don't check emails all day. I, I, I spend an hour in the morning. I spend an hour after child. That's what I do. If there's something important, I'll glance at it every now and then just to see if I'm expecting something. But I don't, I can't make it my life, right? And they look at you and they're like, I dare you. Then those same people are taught by these. Then they teach other people this, and they teach other people this. So we got this negative environment of people doing things they think they should be doing, and these people that they're trying to show up for don't even care. Yeah, won't even appreciate it.
1: It's it's almost the the more I don't want to say positive side, but one it's leader a different in side. Oh Jesus Christ! Of the person, you know, we'd always say that person spends more time trying to get out of work than if they just did the work, right? Like the skaters. Mm-hmm it's the opposite of that whereas that person spends more time trying to show that they work than actually doing the work.
0: But it's I, all a show regardless. And, and that's what people are like oh you a skater you're a, like tell me what I need to do. Yeah. And I was people. I literally said they were like, oh you ain't in your office today or man you've been you've been working out all day or you did this. Okay. What what should I do? What is my job? Did, okay. So when I did this 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 and this did I do that? Yes. So what else should I be doing? Right.
1: Like are, are all of is my team taking <laughs> care of? Like, what else? What, what like,
0: else? You think I should be doing? Should I, yeah. should I go make up some shit? Should, oh, let's go scrub the baseboards. Let's that type of stuff, right? Yeah. Let's go figure out busy something work. to do. Yeah, busy work for the. Like, if we gonna do something, let's do it. You know, um, difference mm-hmm. than when the, when higher ups come see you, right? That ego driven. Oh, let's clean everything. Mm-hmm. Let's put on our Sunday's best and uh, Sunday's best Easter Sunday. Ego. Ego. <laughs> We, it's always that show, and I never—it makes me upset, right? Because I would—it's literally—I ha- I had to fight that my whole life because I'm, I'm not ego-driven. I'm not, right? Anymore, anyway. Uh, younger, maybe, and I, but I didn't recognize it then. But now that I start seeing it, I'm like, oh, we got to clean up. The CG's coming. Ain't it already clean?
1: Right, and for our <laughs> listeners that are not military, that's the general, right? The general, the right?
0: The big boss is coming, and in corporate world, this happens all the time. I've seen yeah. it. I literally have seen this happen uh, working with people, and that they, they, you're like, oh, what's going on? And then the boss comes in, they like, they they stand up straighter, they act different, they start speaking with a different tone. I'm like, who the hell are you? What what this, did you just? Flip the script on me, yeah, and I I can't be that way. I, I will not be that way at this point in my life, right? Um, say maybe it's because I'm retired or whatever it is, but if I'm constantly putting on a show for everybody else, one over time that's going to become habit. Two, I'm going to be living a lie.
1: Well, it's like being an actor your whole life. You're acting that's a shit, part. You're not.
0: It's tiring.
1: It is, yeah. And <laughs> I think of and I can't remember the name of the inspection, but when we were in, there was an inspection where. It was a CG's inspection, I think, because the the general was supposed to do it, but oftentimes it would get passed down to, like, mm. you know, the colonels or whoever. But for those of our non-military listeners, it was like the big boss was supposed to come down and inspect, and it was a gear inspection. Mm-hmm. So we were supposed to lay out all of our gear, and the purpose of the inspection, if you look at it, was that the boss was able to come by and say, okay— Uh, you know, the canteen covers are looking ragged. I probably need to order more of those. Or that's what the intent of this inspection was. But I remember going out. So stupid right back. (laughs) And having to purchase all brand new stuff so that when the boss came in, they saw like this picture perfect example of our gear on the bed. When in reality, the gear we were actually using, it was torn up and needed replacement Mm -hmm. is stuffed in our locker. So it's this big facade that our leaders made us execute, I guess, for lack of a better word, so that they were seen as effective leaders when really what should have been happening is long before all of that, they should should have been sending messages up to whoever saying, Hey, you know, the canteens are, They're out of service. We need new ones or whatever,
0: right? Giving you the gear that you – instead of just showing them something. But they
1: didn't want to be seen as the people who couldn't get it done with – because especially in the Marine Corps culture, it's doing more with less. That's – I know Morgan's Morgan's face just drained, right? (laughs) Doing more with less. It has
0: literally made me very resilient. I won't won't lie to you, but
1: But if you think about that from what it does to the people (laughs) – the, the leader, our direct leader, was trying to show off, basically, for the boss. And by doing so, actually cost us a lot of our own personal money because we had to go out and buy gear that we weren't using anyway. So Here's a
0: million-dollar budget. Guess what? I'm going to show them I can only use 100000
1: That's right. What, the, what? What are we doing? <laughs> and to the Why detriment of the people that were actually out, this is gear we were using yep. to survive or sustain life mm-hmm. or whatever you want to say when we're out in the field.
0: Yeah, you better replace it because you were issued it.
1: It, I mean, and they don't all, even need replacing.
0: Yeah. It just don't look pretty. That's right. Because they're trying to put on a show to say that they were all taken care of. Is is,
1: re- is, and you know what the okay, funny thing I, I is? Okay, I won't
0: say the subject. I'm getting upset.
1: But, no, but, but <laughs> let me finish this topic. As the leader, would you not think, and after working for a whole bunch of generals, they want to see, they want to go in and see, oh, wow, this is the actual state of the gear. What's working, what's not, what needs to be replaced, what doesn't. But instead, they're being shown this, this facade.
0: Let me hit you with this. Why should people that constantly lie to themselves tell the truth to others? Because that's what the ego.
1: Yeah, they don't.
0: They don't. Not, not at all. And these people, it ain't, it, it's, and it's always, we, we talk about the, this is the, this is the, it's not always the higher up. And we, we, say, we can say that it's that person at the top that comes in and, and, you know, does an audit or inspection or wants to see the numbers or, or does, you know, data analysis on, 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 you know, customer engagement or whatever it may be. But usually it ain't them that's the problem.
1: No, it's rarely them. That's what it, I'm it's, saying. After it's the working, middle. Yeah,
0: it's the middle. Yeah. That,
1: their, their ego is driving them to get to the next level regardless of the cost. Think about that. It's not that we weren't taking care of our gear. We were. Mm -hmm. It's not that it wasn't clean. It was clean. It just wasn't pristine because it's not new anymore. It's been to the field a thousand times. Yeah, yeah. So that's how it should be expected to look. But instead, we're showing literally brand new stuff right out of the exchange or cash sales or whatever. How often is that happening in teams across the world? Where people are presenting things and then when it does collapse, when it does go bad.
0: You talk about corporate world? Yeah. You know, the that's bosses, you know, yeah. You know that happened all the time. Nobody, they don't nobody because it comes like uh um paralysis by analysis. You don't make a you don't make a decision as the middle manager because you're afraid that it's gonna look bad with this person. But all you gotta do is tell them this is the
1: this is why. As yeah.
0: long as you've done your job, this is the thing. This is the key. You better be doing your job when you tell them something is inadequate. Like they, yeah, every every checks and balances that you could have had to make that thing come true, you need to have already done that work. Then, but then that gives you the the ability to be honest and say, "We need to be better at this. Could you help me fix it?"
1: But people that are not in a psychologically safe environment, I think that's where ego runs rampant. Because they don't feel comfortable enough saying, hey, we tried this and it failed. Or, hey, we ran out of this. Or, hey, we need this.
0: It's just their uh, ego driving it. What book was this? Oh, my they God. They want to be
1: seen as perfect every time.
0: It was a book, and they talked about Wells Fargo. Uh, I may have brought this up a long time ago. I talk about it a uh, semi a lot. But it was talking about, it was around uh, the um, the real estate Issues back in the day, uh, two thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Yeah, that area, yep. yeah, around that time frame, and it talks about how the culture um, was always driven to be more successful in in closing more sales over yes. and over, where it was to the detriment. They started cutting corners and doing illegal stuff to get to a point uh, where it looked good until they came in and were, were audited on a very, you know. Uh, micro level, right? And notice that the only way to to change that organization was to literally get rid of everybody because they had already been tainted so much there was no coming back. And it took them years to bounce back from that. Mm-hmm. Years. But it not only does ego make you create something or do something that doesn't need to be done always, right? The uh, buy the extra stuff or them, sometimes it, it it challenges your morals and values.
1: Oh, and that's where core values come in. Like, if right. you're not solid in your core values, ego is going to eat your lunch.
0: We said we didn't have we didn't know how we was going to talk about. <laughs>
1: yeah, because if, you're, if your ego is running rampant and you don't have core values there to kind of keep it in check, to me it's almost like the little Pac-Man running around and your core values are the, are the <clears throat> boundaries. And it knows when it hits that wall, your core value of integrity comes up and says, all right, get back in the box, ego.
0: How do you, like, so have you worked for somebody that had a very extreme level of ego? Lots, How did you deal with that? Because I know somebody, that's the biggest one. Yeah. Because most time, as we, we can say, oh, yeah, we at the top, but we probably spent more time getting to the top than we are in the top.
1: I would say (laughs) that if you're working for somebody who's got a massive ego, it kind of goes back to what I've said in earlier episodes about, Controlling what you can and letting go of the things you cannot control. So if you're working in an organization where the leader is ego-driven, you protect your team as much as you can, set your boundaries, protect yourself, be true to yourself, be very self-aware, lead in the way that you want to lead and that you feel is right to lead. Shelter your people from as much of the ego-driven leader as possible. And then try to do your best to release all of the things that you have no control over that that leader is doing. That's the hard part mm-hmm. because that's where it's so easy to shift into victim mode. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing this. Well, they're doing that, but you have, there's nothing you, literally nothing you can do about it.
0: And You take that, that negative energy home every day.
1: Dude, every four years we see this in America because at least 50% of America is unhappy with the leader
0: that's leading <laughs> yeah, them. yeah.
1: And that's just the nature of it, right? And I'm not getting into politics, but think about that. You
0: are, but go ahead.
1: Half the people (laughs) in our country are unhappy with the leader. But then last four years, the other half of the country was done. So, but we have no control over that. You can vote. Like that's something you can control. And there's certain things you can control, but the rest of it you can't. And so when you find yourself in that position in a smaller scale, in your immediate circle, let go of the things you have no control over.
0: How do they let go, though? Like, well, people th- like to hold on to things.
1: And that's, that's self-awareness, man. Yeah. That's really sitting down, looking at yourself in the mirror, saying, okay, I'm really pissed that that person is doing this. Do I have any control over that? No. Maybe a survey comes, a cultural survey comes Or, what, of- or
0: ask yourself, what could I do? What, what could I do other than complain? Well, that's what can control. i take control. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like,
1: what, what can I control? <laughs> is there somebody that I can tell? You know, HR, can I say to HR, hey, they're doing this and it's right. really upsetting me or whatever, right? You've got to take a good look in the mirror and say, what part of my situation am I in control of? And what part do I have no control over? And the things that you have no control over, just do your best to let it go and not let it stress you out. I know it sounds hard and sometimes it's impossible, but.
0: are you? Uh, I always tell people, are you complaining or do you have a real, a real issue?
1: Sure, are you playing the victim or are you right. actually a victim, yep. right? And, of course, if you are complaining, do you have a solution? And sometimes, and I will 100% back this, sometimes you just need to sit down too, yeah. with somebody and just let it out and vent. I think that's an important thing. Okay. Whenever you are working for somebody that you have no control over, they're ego-driven, you're in a really bad situation, find your person that you can just however often, once a week or whatever, shut the door and be like, oh, my God, you're never going to believe this. And let it out. That's, you need to hit that release valve to let it out.
0: Or leave.
1: Well, of course, but not. sometimes you can't leave. Think about the military. If you had a leader.
0: Or I had. We leader. all
1: have. And you can't get away <laughs> I had from it. a couple it. of them, yeah. But what you can get away from is what you can control <clears throat> and what you can't. That's the, that's the key to all of it for me. But that that takes a lot of discipline and work and all of Yeah, that I'm stuff.
0: still surprised I made it as far as I did cuz I had some leaders like that and I'm not a I don't kiss ass like that. That's never been a thing of mine and I don't I'm not doing things just because you you makes you feel good. Is that
1: your ego talking?
0: Maybe. I like that part of my ego. I'm okay with that one. I accept him in this moment because like I, I don't I don't want to feel like I was um Burying my own like joy, you know what I mean. When I when I did things that I didn't believe in, um, for the, and, and I, when I when I understood that it was for the sake of their pleasure and their uh, their um, um, notoriety and all these different things that could happen for them, I had to be very cautious. And I and I actually got me in trouble twice uh, because they held power over me that and I couldn't control it and. That's the that's the hard part because sometimes I think you're not only in places where they do things that you're like oh that sucked or oh this is you know this may, I got to work longer hours or but sometimes they do things that are wrong and they try to involve you. Uh, I had a boss that uh, had Marines. He was cheating. He was cheating on his wife, and he was like he, he was having the the Marines like. Change his receipts and make copies of them and so like, you know what I mean? So it couldn't be tracked, so yeah. So it couldn't yeah. be tracked and stuff like that. And I'm like, we had a bad relationship because I walked in there, I was the, I think I was a star sergeant then, he was like a colonel. It's like they not doing that no more. I remember that day. Yeah. I mean, he did not like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was so it was hard after, after. And I knew that it was gonna happen once I did it, but I couldn't sit there and let my people go through that i had to have courage
1: but at least yeah no you're right but at least that's tangible right that person Mm -hmm. was doing something that was immoral illegal unethical all of that so had that Mm -hmm. blown up there would be recourse for you because they were actually doing something wrong the struggle the hard part are the people that are not doing anything illegal immoral
0: the ass kissers
1: or just, yeah, just whatever it is. like
0: <laughs> The brown noses. We
1: have those bosses that or those leaders or whatever that you're just like,
0: God. Why are we doing that? Why are we, why are we creating a PowerPoint presentation when he didn't ask for one? And then they tell you, because he might. Right. <laughs> or it sounded like he said he wanted one, but he didn't say it.
1: So those are the, or to she me, that's what's it. more difficult. <clears throat> to deal with are the things, at least yeah. yours. Cause your you life. can't,
0: yeah, they can't get nothing wrong with them. Cause they still doing their job. They just try to be pro, you can call it proactiveness. If you want right. to put a But really on it's,
1: it. it's they're they're reaching for the stars. Yeah. I think that's where it comes in. And then when it comes to, um, like you as a leader, I think it, it also factors in the identity. And I know we did episode before on yourself, mm-hmm. but that's the key is knowing who you are so you don't follow into that ego trap as you're moving up the ranks.
0: Because you, oh, you don't want to leave a, a legacy or a reputation where they see you as somebody that did things just to, so you look good.
1: Or the people that identify, and I think this is very ego-driven, the people that identify as their position or rank or whatever. You know, and Colin Powell said, never – um. never let your ego get so attached to the position that when the position goes, your ego goes with it, right? So back to like, Bam. who are you <clears throat> and who are you going to be whenever you're not whatever position it is it? When you introduce yourself, you know, you've got the, and I always enjoyed watching this with the generals. And it, of course it depends on the setting and all that, right? But you would have people that would introduce themselves, let's say at a party. hmm <laughs> you know hey i'm jody and you would see others that would introduce themselves as their rank and then their name or
0: in their an position. environment
1: yeah <clears throat> where they don't need to do that that's all ego and that's what i think colin Powell was talking Isn't about is that the
0: civilian world lord jesus the world that we live, that we are in now is everybody you noticed everybody's like yeah i you know they got the, the all these different like alphabets under their names and things like that and you know i, I remember going to one <clears throat> a seminar and every time they introduced themselves, everybody would like say their position and all this stuff. I I don't care. Or maybe I'm the only one that didn't care. I don't know. It could be that too. But like everybody was trying to one up something or you see people, you know, what I've noticed is people even these days go in asking for titles or they don't even want more money. They just want the title. Yeah. I did this. So they can put it on their resume and say, I held this position. But if you just do the work, I don't know. Like, But we're so caught up in the way society has saying that we should do it now. It's, it's, it's a very rare case, but it is possible for people to be genuine within an organization.
1: I love when I meet somebody and we have a conversation and we connect and blah, blah, blah. And then later... Somehow, you know, you find out, oh, that, that person is actually, like, a really huge deal. <clears throat> mm-hmm.
0: But when you uh, meet them— I got them friends like get, that, yeah. Yeah,
1: and you connect. You're like, oh, you're, you're Bob or you're, you know, you're, you're Jill or whatever, and you're, you're just talking. And connecting with them on a human level, there's no ego, right? And then later, you're like, oh, I Do
0: they know. respect you as a person?
1: Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to.
0: Do you respect you as a person? Or do you need to respect yourself— by calling yourself a title. And I think that's maybe her. a
1: key takeaway for, for our listeners is if you're, if you're identifying as a position or as a thing or whatever, that might be ego creeping in more than your genuine self. Like, how would you introduce yourself? That's a question that you should ask. Look in the mirror and say, how would I introduce myself as a key test for like where your ego is fitting in.
0: Hmm. Maybe I got some ego issues then. Cause, I, cause I always like people to call me Coach Morgan. Uh, I might going to think about that one. Cause that's Brandon, too. So I gotta be very <laughs> slippery. Well, and, and of
1: course, and don't take this wrong. Or I can still be called.
0: I don't. I don't make. I don't make everybody call me Coach Morgan.
1: Well, it's the same as Only people in- that <laughs> demand you call them Doctor So and So.
0: Yeah, I don't demand you to call me Coach Morgan.
1: Right, but if you're introducing <laughs> yourself in a social setting, and I've seen this, especially around healthcare professionals, you know, hey, I'm Jody. You know, hey, I'm Sue. Hey, I'm Doctor Whatever. You're like, uh, okay,
0: <laughs> you want a beer, right? Like, uh, okay, I don't do that.
1: That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, if electric. I'm in
0: a professional, if I'm in my, my coaching environment, it's Coach Morgan. Then it's appropriate. Like yeah. when a doctor walks you, in yeah, to Morgan. The,
1: <laughs> Yeah, if I walk into a doctor walks in to see a patient, okay. of course they're going to say I'm Dr. Sones. I mean, that's a part of the professional piece of this. And if you're in the military and somebody mm. walks in and you say, hey, I'm Colonel Sones, well, that makes sense. Like that's structured, organized, professional.
0: Or are you in the auto zone and you're like, yeah, my name is Colonel John?
1: That's what I'm talking about.
0: Okay, uh, do you like that battery you're buying?
1: Right. <laughs> and I know, and there's probably some military <laughs> listeners out there are like, well, you're always on duty, and, and I get that. But there's, there's still, maybe it's not even the,
0: but you're not the always title on duty. behind it. You're maybe not always. The That's the thing that they, t- um, hold on, let's, let's debunk some shit real quick. You're not always on duty. You're not. There's no way you can always be on. You need to be always ready. Readiness is the key. Right, oh, you're not always on duty. You might be always getting paid per contract, but you're not always. And sometimes you have to be self. And if you is still in, or if you out and you ain't figured it out yet, if you can't be self, you'll never be able to live a full life. If the, if the title and the accolades and the the, the that are boys or that are girls or is what you live for, when this stops, you gonna have a hard mental reality check, and because it will. And, at the, and, and when that time comes, if you don't know who you are, you're going to be a real lonely person.
1: Right. Because you're going to get to a place where things that your ego was driving, your position, your rank, no whatever, longer exists. no longer exist.
0: What do you do then? Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Morgan starting a singing go. career. <laughs> no, don't do that.
1: We're, we're losing it now.
0: That's it. Okay. All right. Ego. Let it go. Let it go. It's only a show. You don't want it no more. Oh. Oh, now he's
1: a, now he's a poet. Everybody <laughs>
0: bars. <laughs> That's all I got, man. I think that that was actually went way better than I thought it was going to go. Um, we knew where your ego was. I, I just then we just had never really had a conversation about it. Yeah, I think
1: the key takeaway for for listeners is to ask yourself. Are you putting on a show, or is this the genuine you coming through? If you've got to remind somebody the position or the rank you hold, you've already lost it, right? You've already lost. Like, if you're reminding somebody you're in charge, you're not in
0: charge. Facts. Yes. Show
1: up as yourself. <clears throat> keep that ego at bay, and uh, and just let your natural self come out because that's what's that's what's going to be with you till you die,
0: right? And you you, you can be your natural self by leaving reviews, leaving comments, and uh, four or five stars. Be your natural self. Let go of ego and do it because you want to do it and leave those, those things that we need to make this podcast better, to know that you're listening, to see that you have been receiving all the information that has made you a better leader, a better person, and a better place in this world. Wow. There we go.
1: All right, everybody, that's going to wrap us for another episode of That L Word. Thanks for hanging out.
0: See you later. Bye.